there. Welcome to Interviews on Between the Pieces, where Tank and DPS go to protospiels, other conventions, and talk to prototype designers and figure out where they are with their works in progress. Alrighty, we're here at Protospiel Online with Taylor Hayward. We're here to talk about his game and see what's going on. What's going on, Taylor? Not too much. I am here to test out uh, the final versions of the new game Dawn, which is a sequel to a Kickstarter game from two years ago called Darkness. Oh, cool. Um, it is a also a card game like Darkness, and uh, it's a strategy card game with a new novel approach. Ooh, what kind of new novel approach? So, uh, the last game was a, uh, a game where you were trying to compete for resources, and it was uh, every person for himself or herself, mm-hmm. and trying to gather up as many resources as possible, and that, and that determined the winner. In this game, the same people who exist in this northern European setting back in 800 AD uh, have decided to try and form a village together. And what makes it novel is that people are creating this village together, and you could either go for a co-op victory with people who are trying to successfully build the village, or you could secretly determine uh, whether you want to be a villain and support resources and keep them from the town and destroy the town ultimately and and go for a solo victory. So it's a social deduction game uh, where you are deciding which direction you want to go as the game progresses and you get to determine which side you're going to be on. So it's a social deduction game where you are choosing your role throughout the game. Correct. That's a social deduction game I could do. (laughs) Yeah, so it's 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 where, where you can either choose to be a co-op player who shares the victory if the town successfully builds gets built and and, and uh, defeats all of the uh, attackers, mm-hmm. uh, the outside of the villains, not the villains, but the the uh, threats to the town, mm-hmm. or the the town just falls apart because it doesn't have enough resources, and at that point. A solo victor is, is determined from the people who are going for the secretly going for the solo victory. Very interesting. What kind of hurdles have you encountered while making this game that you've overcome or found solutions to? Um, so about two years ago, I wanted to uh, make a game where people could determine their own uh, sort of alignment, if you will, in a in a social deduction game because I felt like there was a lot of people who wanted to play social deduction games and didn't always want to be the villain or didn't want to be the villain at all or, or whatever, because there's too much stress to lie. I'm and one of those people. <laughs> but they still enjoy playing social deduction, trying to figure out, you know, who's, who is the, who are the bad people mm-hmm. and, and try and, and, and defeat them. And um, so I, I came with that in mind. I was like, has there been a game where, you know, you, you either are going for a co-op and you succeeded that or, or you're going for a solo and you get to choose that. So I, that was the premise. And it took me a while and some several iterations that were uh, just not functioning. Um, and uh, that was the, di- the difficulty, was taking that notion and turning it into mechanics where the gameplay um, actually succeeded at producing that end result. Um, it was not obvious on how to do that. So in your travels designing this game... Um... Is there something that you wish you would have known at the beginning that might have made this journey through this game easier? Um, that's a good question. I would say uh, 
I mean, obviously, I would have liked to have known the mechanic that ultimately did succeed at producing the the desired outcome. But um, I guess one thing that would have been interesting to know is the number of people who would always go co-op or always go solo victory um, to get that feel. Like I, so one of the first versions of the game, I, I I showed it to a guy and we played it with a few other people, and he was like, "Hey, why would I ever?" go for a, a solo win all, all we have to do is all cooperate and uh we'll just you know always always build the town and i was like how i was like how naive this <laughs> you um, haven't played with too many people have you yeah, you're not, <laughs> not aware of prisoner's you dilemma played, you haven't played with a lot of gamers before and uh, it became very clear that uh, uh, i would say 60 percent to 70 percent of players who play the game try and go for the solo victory Really? They don't really know if the other people are going for the co-op. They kind of know. You can kind of guess by their behavior, like what they're doing in the game, mm-hmm. and the way they're playing cards. And um, but you don't you don't fully know. And um, so yeah, I would say that's about the percentage. So I would I guess it would have been interesting to know the percentages. Of that is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially with the board game community in general being very aware of Prisoner's Dilemma, and yeah. it's just like you know that always cooperating is the best outcome. If cooperation is an option, you think you'd have higher cooperation in your game, but there's a lot of lone wolfing out there. There is a lot of lone wolfing. Yeah. Yeah. And this game is such that, um, so say there were the majority, like uh, four out of the five players were going for a co-op win. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, definitely allows the fifth player to be a spoiler because as the number of co-op players uh, increases at the end of the game, uh, the number of resources that the town has to possess at the end of the game also increases. Mm-hmm. So it's that razor-thin margin, no matter how many good guys or bad guys you have at the end of the game, that is is, is maintained uh, at the end of the game. So it's it's uh, it's always it's always a, a toss-up, really, how well the villains have done or, or the co-op players have done. How often do you just have the town absolutely fail? Um, so I've uh, I haven't played a game where everyone went co-op yet. There's always been at really? least one villain every single time, and I actually, you know, it's funny. Um, I usually just go co-op because it's just easier. I don't want to like you, you know, like I was saying, it's just not not fun necessarily to sit there and stress about lying and keeping mm-hmm. your your interests your you know secret and all this other stuff. So. Um, and, and one time, uh, actually, I think this happened twice, is I was the only co-op player at the end of the game, so I didn't need a lot of resources to... to so you really were co-oping, were you? So ultimately, I was a solo victor, as a solo co-op player, and everybody who was a villain who tried to, to, to go solo ended up failing. So there was that. Um, wow. But yeah, there, there has not been a, a case where everyone has failed, because there's always been at least one villain. Interesting. So how did the precursor game to this do on Kickstarter? Uh, it did well. It did uh, 15000 um, cool. bucks, which is pretty good. I think it had about six or 700 backers. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it went well. I, there's things I could have done, I think, that, that would have improved that because the artwork is really great. And people, I think, they didn't trust me as a, as a, as a producer because I'd never done one yeah. before. And I think they saw some of the the art that I created for the or the renderings of the box and things like this. And they're like, "What is this hokey looking photoshopped thing that this oh. guy created?" So in retrospect, I could have made myself look more credible 
and maybe done some different types of advertising. But um, ultimately, I think it, it was pretty good for a first time out. Well, I said you did this, um, you started this other one a couple of years ago. So when did the first Kickstarter come out? Uh, that was, uh, yeah, two or three years ago. So it was the winter of, I think, 2000, I want to say 2017, uh, but maybe, two, yeah, 2017 sounds right. So like on the cusp of the boom of board games and Kickstarter, before right. it became, just before it became Kick Finisher. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we we have taken to calling it, because uh, it, Kickstarter you know, is usually, it's, it's usually just about getting your stuff up there and trying to get that capital to get the game there. But now it's how shiny is your Kickstarter? You have all the art done. You need to really show I have all the ducks in a row and I'm just waiting to hit the publish button with whatever manufacturer I'm with. Yeah, for sure. And um, so to to put it in perspective, the first Kickstarter, um, a lot of people were cutting me breaks on prices of things. You know, like, here's a guy he's, who knows how much he's going to make. And mm-hmm. People will probably want to repeat this or whatever it is. But my original uh, videographer who did the 2D animations in the video and, and did the actual recording of the video down in New York City and all this other stuff only charged me $500 for the whole thing. Oh, that's not bad. Which is nothing, about, you know, for comparison. So now that I'm looking at upgrading it to try and, and uh, leverage uh, the good good uh feelings that people have had towards darkness mm-hmm. um you know it, it makes more sense to try and invest because my goal is is uh my actual goal on kickstarter i think it's gonna be eight thousand but the mm-hmm. my financial goal for the kickstarter is gonna be fifty thousand i'd like i'd like it to get to fifty thousand yeah so um we'll see if that happens but uh in any case my point is now the videographer that i'm probably gonna go with is two thousand dollars as wow. opposed to five hundred dollars supply um, and demand but, man yeah, and but yeah, it's it's going to be a higher quality video, and I'll hopefully be able to leverage it for Facebook ads and things like this. So, so when can we um, expect to see this? Um, it, you know, it's slated for late October. I think that's a stretch uh, goal for as far as uh, when I want it. I probably think in reality it'll be November, even though it'll be muddled with the holidays and all this other stuff. So, so at least this um, year. Hopefully. Yes. Oh, yeah. This year, yeah, that's the goal for sure. Yep. Do you need to play the previous game to play the one that's coming out, or can you play the one that's coming out by itself? It's very different. The, the, the mechanics are very different. What ties them together is it's the same logo producer, uh, same artists. It's obviously the same designer, uh, same form factor, same uh, genre where it's all happening in ancient Northern Europe. Um, and so that's that's you know so. 40 50 percent of the game is is the same it's gonna it's gonna look the same on your shelf as you create so i'm, I'm planning a trilogy or a quadrilogy of games um around this uh where they're all going to have the same form factor and you're going to want to just put them up on your shelf um when you're when you're done purchasing them uh, i mean the last the darkness has done very well on board game week it's a 7.4 wow. uh, people really enjoy the game um you know, the, so there's a lot of uh, goodwill towards the next one. I look forward to seeing what people think of the new one. So I think it could be better. I think it, I think there's definitely a shot of the new one being even better than than Darkness. So it it does sound like you're you're a one man show here. Like you contract out for the extra stuff you need, but you're by yourself on this. Correct. Yep. Kudos. Thank Coming you. from yeah. a design team, I really do. It is. It's hard to do all that by yourself, for sure. So, where are you yeah. based out of? Where are you coming to Cambridge, us from? Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're, we're meeting yep. people all over the place during Protospiel Online. Have you gotten yeah. to do any playtesting yet here at Protospiel for your game? Not today. I've been so I had every intention to today, and then I start. I went into the coffee uh, shop or whatever coffee area, and uh, and I started listening to these really you know veteran people, and I was like, man, I'm learning some interesting stuff. So I've been doing that for two or three hours, um, but uh, it, you know I'll, I'll do it tonight. I have time. Have you gotten anything interesting out of the playtest? Maybe you had yesterday. Yeah, I was. I mean, I went online last night too, and again, it's just I've been so interested in what people are saying. Because to be honest, I can playtest the game anytime with the three different online groups mm-hmm. that are available: um, uh, virtual playtesting, remote playtesting, and Seattle Tabletop Game Designers have pretty much every day of the week in the evenings of the day I can test my game. Um, so it's but it's very rare that I get a chance to listen in and talk with some of the, you know, good indie designers or very good indie designers out there. I have a lot of, a lot of questions, especially around marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's my weak point at this point. I need to figure out ways to learn how to do that better. I'm glad that everyone's getting different things out of Protospiel, even if it isn't just play testing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. I'll definitely come in October. That's the next one right in October. Uh, I, I wasn't aware. I have to double check on that for us, but yeah, I wasn't. I'm not sure when the next online partner spiel is. Well, is there anything else you'd like to plug or tell us about, or anything good like that? Uh, just to say that um, you know, if if you want to buy Darkness now and get ahead of the curve, uh, you can get it for fourteen dollars on Amazon. If you want to find it on Amazon, it's easy. You just type in Darkness Card Game in Google, and you'll find my website, and there'll be a big honking yellow button to Amazon and all the videos you can want on how to play a free print and play of the game Darkness if you want to just print it out and and give it a whirl. Very cool. Um, And and all sorts of other links to to educate uh, people on on Darkness. Um, And that's, you know, and that'll be the precursor to to Dawn and, and then ultimately Daylight and Dusk, so... Wonderful. Nice. Well, like usual, links are provided in the description below. Um, thank you very much for talking to us, Taylor, and go enjoy talking to more publishers and other seniors in the industry. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you for listening to interviews on Between the Pieces with Tank and DPS. See you next time. <laughs>